0: Coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, by way of Stone Mountain, Georgia, birthed by the great state of South Carolina, is the Bryant Land Country Podcast. Your place for any and everything in hunting, fishing, sports, and outdoor related, with heavy doses of randomness, guests, and an all-around good time. Here's your host, proud Gamecock, South Carolina forever, AB3.
1: Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bryantland Country Podcast. I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Hope you got all the gifts you want. Hope you got a chance to spend time with your families. Me personally, it was the first time I had a chance to spend Christmas at home. Didn't have to fly out anywhere. Didn't fly in late or fly out You know, immediately. Uh, Christmas night or anything like that I got a chance to enjoy being at home being with the kids uh, and spending Christmas with them here we are though last podcast of 2019 and this has been a really really awesome experience to go through all these podcasts this year and I'm looking forward to uh, more podcasting more interviews more talking Uh, Next year, we're going to have a couple of changes to the show. The format will still be the same. I'll bring you the best interviews uh, from interesting people that are doing interesting things out here in the outdoors, hunting, fishing, ATV riding, things like that. But we'll have some changes, some stuff that um, you'll see a little bit differently next year on the podcast. And of course, you know, next year... Lord willing, the book will be done, and I'll have the book out uh, for you guys to pick up. So, a little bit of different things coming in 2020. I am not a big New Year's resolution guy. I'm not a guy that's, oh, my God, it's a new year. You got to start over, or it's the end of the decade. Oh, my goodness. like, you know, calendar keeps turning. Uh, These years and days keep adding up, but as far as uh, OAB3, you know, I just keep turning along. Keep going as long as I can. But anyway, enough of that foolishness. Today we have a great show. I got a chance to talk to a young woman who is making her mark, uh, growing in her hunting skills. Every chance she goes out and she tells a few good stories about just building herself uh, as a young woman, as a huntress out here. I'm talking about Sydney Marsh. Sydney was home from college on college break. And I know we have wanted to uh, link up here for a bit uh, and just talk to an outstanding young lady uh, getting ready to graduate from college. Like I said, she's got her academics right, but she also enjoys hunting. So uh, Sydney Marsh is my guest this week. If you hadn't guessed it, yes, she is part of the uh, Hunting with the Marshes family. She's uh, Antonio Marsh's daughter. Um, and like I said, Sydney is doing it out here. So I got a chance to talk to her. So I'm gonna fall back, hit uh hit this old record button here. You guys take a gander, take a listen to my conversation with Sydney Marsh on the Bryant Land Country Podcast.
2: Bryant Land.
1: All right, so like I was saying, I I recorded or I started recording this early, and the uh, batteries decided that they didn't want to um, work today. So I apologize, uh, Sydney, for the interruption. But what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by my batteries was that most people start you know, with squirrels, rabbits, coons, maybe, you know, with a little twenty two or BB rifle or whatever. But being you are the daughter of a proud military veteran, you basically took a full-blown rifle and skipped all of that and have proceeded to knock out two hogs and a very nice buck in a very short time. Let's start from the beginning, Sydney. How did you well first of all welcome i'm so bad about this i always want to just jump into welcome to the podcast welcome to the show thank you for joining me sydney sorry about that
2: Thank you for having me
1: (laughs) so i'd be so excited i just want to get into to the story because i find this stuff so fascinating how did you get started like was it something that you saw your dad doing or was it's something that he kind of dragged you along and say, hey, you need to come do this or let's spend some time together. How did it all really get started for you?
2: I want to say he started going with my mom's coworker first and then he started going out in Camden. And so he would come home in his camo and I'd be like, well, where are you going with? No, know, I want to go. So I started <laughs> off. We used to go to the range. So I, I had experience with handguns. And then finally, he was like, okay, you can go. So he got me, I call it my outfit. <laughs> and then he got me a twenty-two, and we would go sit in the blind. Mm-hmm. And I was supposed to start squirrel hunting. But it seemed like every time we went, the squirrels would never be there. Right. So but- he got me a little target I could just shoot at for a little bit. And then we would just go on home.
1: Now, and how old are you, how old were you when this started?
2: I wanna say twenty, nineteen.
1: Okay. So you were had already graduated high school, so it was in, in college. I can relate to the squirrel hunting thing because whenever I'm out at my place, just kind of, you know, doing stuff, hanging out or, you know, doing some work on the property or whatever. I never see squirrels. But in, when deer season starts, it's like every squirrel in the property comes out and just starts making noise and ruffling and kicking leaves and stuff. So I totally can relate to you on the squirrel thing. So you got, like you said, you guys got started, got your rifle. You started out with a twenty-two. What was the first rifle? that you have or what do, do you still have that the rifle that you used um for your deer and your hog hunt
2: um for the hog hunt the first two hog hunts i used the ruger seven millimeter 08 okay it was just with the first hog hunt that was interesting because well before we even got to the hog hunts before we even started really getting a hunt i would go hunting for my good sleep I would always get me a good napping in the stand. And it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like, you know, just close my eyes. It would be like a snore sleep. And my dad
1: would be like, wake up. <laughs> but is, that, is that's basically just because, you know, there it, it, it wasn't a lot going on, right? It was just, you know, it, it was really cool, really chill environment. It's easy to fall asleep.
2: And in the beginning, I was like, oh, my God. Goodness, when when are the deer going to come? I feel like if we have the corn in the feeder, they should be coming every time we go. Right. <laughs> so it took me some a while to get into the fact that you have to wait. So with my first hog, we we got out there. It was an evening hunt, so we got out there maybe four or five o'clock and we were just waiting and waiting and waiting nothing came Mm -hmm. just kept waiting kept waiting kept waiting then the sun starts going down and my dad's like okay well you know what? we can just go ahead and go I said okay that's fine you know it's dark I'm making the hogs aren't coming anyway so we're sitting there and I go back the hogs are back and he's like what I said the hogs they're back he said you can see them through the scope and I said yeah and he was like well feel like you got a good shot go ahead and take it so this is my first time shooting anything mm-hmm. so i'm like okay well he said shoot it so i'm just like try to pinpoint it on the shoulder and just pull it right so i i pulled the trigger and then i tried to look up from above from the scope to see where the hog went and i was like uh well it's not down there but i think i think it ran this way my dad's like well you got to be sure you got to be sure and i said well i mean it's kind of hard to see it through the scope but i'm pretty sure it went that way so he's like, okay, well, let's give it a few moments, and then, you know, we'll get out and go look. So it's dark, and I'm like, well, I don't see it out on the plot, so let's just go home. Like, We're going to look. We're going to
0: look.
1: And
2: I'm like, I don't see it, so I'm pretty sure I didn't hit it. He's like, well, do you think you hit it? And I said, yeah, I think I hit it, because once I shot it, it kind of stopped. like hesitated, and then it ran off. And so, with that hunt, I was like, okay, so for any of these next hunts, I need to pay attention to where the hog went. So, we're out there looking, looking, looking. I'm texting my brother. I think I got it, but I'm not sure. So, he calls out Mr. JP. Finally, after we had probably looked for maybe 30, 45 minutes, Okay. Mr. J- Mr. JP comes out, and it might have been 10 minutes, and he's like, I smell it. I'm like, you smell it? I said, Dad, can you smell it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: he's
2: like, no. And so Mr. JP's like, I see blood. I see blood. And then he walks up on it. And he's like, I got it. I got it. And I'm jumping up and down. Like, I won the lottery.
1: That...
2: Finally, they're able to pull it out because my first hunt, my first real hunt, I said, I'm not going in those woods.
1: So you were still, <laughs> you were still a little... A little bit timid as far as like the entire process, as far as like right. you know, going in and in the thicket and dragging them out and stuff. You you really weren't ready for that part of it.
2: Yeah, I was just ready to take the pictures, take it to the processor, <laughs> and then we go
1: home.
2: <laughs> so they <laughs> finally dragged it out, and I'm getting my pictures. Okay. And I'm smiling like, oh my gosh, I
1: finally got one. Now, where did you? So did you end up hitting it in the in the shoulder?
2: I want to say I I hit it in the leg, so it didn't really affect it too much. Okay. It was a bad shot. I'll say that.
1: Okay, but you for it, for them to find it and for it to expire, so it's probably like a little a little lower down, and then like you said, part of the leg.
2: Yeah, it probably just like blew out the back leg a little bit. So it it still could have ran on the other three legs. Gotcha. It was gotcha. a lesson learned. And then finally we we um load the hog up. You know, I'm in the car like, all right, okay, I'm kinda <laughs> liking this. <laughs>
1: like so, so we
2: get to Oh,
1: sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no no, go ahead, go ahead.
2: So we um load the hog up, get in the car and we're heading to the processor and I'm like, Yeah, I did that, right, Dad? And he's like, yeah, that's good. Good job. So we get to the processor, and um, the man was like, you know, who got this? And I was like, me. So, me being a girl, I had my nails done. I had pink glitter nails. <laughs> he was like, you really shot this with these long pink glitter nails. I said, yeah, that was me. So then we're spraying off the tart that we covered the hog in, and I'm still smiling, happy, mouth open. And I said, Dad, the blood water got in my mouth. <laughs> He said, "What?" I said, "The water got in my mouth. I could have thrown up. It was the most disgusting thing." I said, "Okay, Nasty. I was cool and everything in the beginning, but this house gonna be. uh we can cancel this."
1: <laughs> it is so funny to me how you still, you know, like a girly girl, the first time through, and but also just ecstatic. You know, because you made the shot and you got a kill. And that was your, was that, that wasn't the very first time you went, but that was just, that was your first hog that you got, right?
2: Right. That's
1: my first actual kill. My first productive point. Okay. Okay. So were you, would you say you was hooked after that?
2: I would say say so because I am an animal person, and just like the touching the hog and dragging it, and just seeing, wow, you actually took the time out to sit in this stand and take this hog down, and knowing that whenever we get home and get it processed and everything, that I can say, you know, yeah, I killed
1: this. Yeah. It is a, pre- it's a very good feeling uh, when you come through on a productive hunt like that and like you say to get it once you get everything taken care of and get it to the table you know it's a very good feeling feeling of accomplishment to know it's just like okay i you know i i killed that you know i was able to provide this for my family so all right so that was the first one when and when was this when you took the first one
2: uh, I want to say it was September. It was
1: around the time that South Carolina had that
2: flood. Okay. So, oh, wow. September, October. Yep. Yep. So, I
1: remember coming home. My mom was like,
2: so how'd it go? I was like, I finally got it,
1: mom. I finally got it. <laughs> so you were you were all swelled up with pride, which is obviously an awesome thing. So you go back to school, right, after that. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and you go on a second hog hunt. Now, was this like within the same time frame, or was this like after a year or so? Or? I want to say it had. I would say probably
2: about a year, a okay. little
1: over. It. Okay. It was the summertime. Summertime. Okay. So nice. So you. So you overcome the heat because September is still, you know, it, it's not a comfortable time to be outside in South Carolina. So. You overcome, you know, the heat, the floods, and stuff on your first hunt. Now, how did the second one go? The
2: second hunt, the second hunt is great. I felt like, you know, I had a little more, a little more experience under my belt. And me and my dad, you know, sitting in the stand. Before every time I'm going hunting, I know, like, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to see something. My nerves are just all over the place and I just don't know how to compose myself. And so we're sitting there and then, you know, the last time I didn't really see the hogs come in because it was kind of dark. But this time the hogs they come running in. I'm like, oh goodness, like there they are. So (laughs) they're all under the feeder. And for me personally, when I see it, I'm like, okay, let's just go ahead and shoot. And my dad's like, take your time. Like let it get comfortable. Just relax. Right. And I'm like, we don't have time for relaxing. We got to shoot it. So the hogs <laughs> come in on the plot, And I try to find the biggest one I can find through the scope. And I'll try to let it eat a little bit, let it eat. And then I'm like, you know what? Well, this is too much weight and just shoot it. So I shoot it and it drops. And I'm like, uh, okay, I so got another
1: one. Is it, and it just dropped right there. So no tracking no netting this time.
2: No, and this shot was much better. I hit it in the shoulder on the, like, the shoulder kind of near the ear, that area, yep. and it dropped right where it was. And I said, he was like, did you get it? And I was like, yeah. We don't have to go looking for it this time. So, me, I'm like, once I shoot it, I'm like, okay, let's go out there and get it and so we can go. He's like, no, just give it a little time just to be sure.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. So,
2: we get down, get down, on um, out the stand, and I'm like, all right, okay, this one, this one's pretty big. So we're walking up on it, and I was like, wow. The first one to me was kind of small, but this one you can tell it had a lot more meat on its bones. Mm-hmm. So it makes me more excited. I'm like, hey, I'm getting bigger and bigger each time.
1: Man, see the patience thing. That was something that I had to work at, and it's funny. I have more patience hunting than I do with anything else or any other aspect in my life. But, I mean, he's right. Like, you you know, you're a lot more successful if you're patient. You let that animal get comfortable. You know, it's just like, all right, this is a safe environment. We're good. We're chill here. Especially deer. You know, when deer come in, you know, they're always kind of like looking around. They're already skittish and, you know, spooky little animals. So, you let them come in, they look around, and it's like, hey, it's all good here. It's just like, all right, come on in, guys. And then they come in, and, you know, and they start feeding and stuff, and then you wait, you know, for that perfect shot. Uh, hopefully the perfect shot comes, but you just wait and let them get comfortable. Same thing after you make the shot. You may know that, you know, that was a great shot, and that animal is down and stuff, but you just – You can't be too careful when messing around with wild animals, man. Right. You just, you never know. Like, I've watched deer, you know, I've hit them, watched them drop. And, you know, you get so excited because you're like, okay, they're down, they're down. I took a deer a few weeks ago, and I saw her go down. I saw her stand back up, and I saw her go down. And I was talking to your dad, and I was just like, you know, I'm going to give it a little bit more little bit more time, because I did. I wanted to come down and be like, all right, make sure, you know, you ain't going to run, you ain't going to get away. But, man, after, especially, too, I don't know if you saw, there was an article about a, a guy that was deer hunting, and they got up, or they got down, went to go look at the deer, and ended up getting mauled because the deer wasn't dead yet. So, he basically, the deer popped up and just... You know, kicking them all in the face, and I think he got hooked like with an antler or whatever to the rib, and that pretty much took him out. So, you can't be too careful, you know. You just gotta, like you said, have the patience, let them, you know, do their thing and ease on down, and then go on out there and get them. Because if you got them, especially if you got them really good, they ain't going nowhere. Just just give them a little bit of time, a little breathing room. So, And,
2: and see, my dad. I'm a hunter, but I would say at this point, you know, I'm still a girly hunter. So, you know, I like animals and I killed it. So I don't really want to touch them too much. (laughs) So with the first hog, my dad and the family, you know, they carried it out and laid it out. And I just got to stand by, you know, okay, I killed it, took my pictures and go. But this hog, he was like, you know, uh, all right, go ahead and get it. I said, what do you mean,
1: get
2: it? He was like, drag it. I said, like, like, touch it and drag it. So, I, before I touched
1: it, I had to, wait, you know. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> wait a minute. Did you say, like, <laughs> touch it and track it? <laughs> yeah.
2: So, but he, I was like, okay. I guess I got an email. Wow. Chump. So, I was kicking it and tapping it. So, let's be sure, sure it's dead before before I touch it. So, I, again, you know, I had my nails done. So, I'm like, Ugh okay, let's just do it. So I, I grabbed it. I said, okay, all right. that's not too bad. And I got dragging it. I said, okay, this thing's a little heavy. So he said, you need some help? I said, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and even getting it on the back of the truck, I'm like, thank the Lord you're here because if it was up to me, just let's come on. Let's just go home because I can't get this big old thing on the back of the truck.
1: Yeah. It, it's funny though, because I think the story would go a little bit different if it was like your brother or whatever. And from the standpoint of if he was kind of skittish about getting into, you know, the dragon and, you know, the basically the heavy work, the heavy lifting, because mm-hmm. once you kill an animal, that's when the quote unquote fun starts. You know, you got to get that thing out of there, get it processed or, you know, get it to the processor or get it where you can process it. You know, if you're one of those DIY folks, but with you being the baby girl, it seems like he he's exhibited a little bit more patience with you (laughs) and not just thrown you into the uh, into the fire. Would you say that that would be the case?
2: I would say so. I think he's proud that, you know, all right, she got a kill. now. We're going to have a little patience with the with the whole recovery process. <laughs> and that's fine with me. We're going to make this teamwork.
1: Okay. Okay. So now this... Like, so by this point, it, it's basically your building block. So you went, you didn't see anything, you didn't see anything. You kind of see how this goes. Like every time you go out, you don't see something. Second time you go... You know, you get a shot down on a nice hog, got to do a little uh, tracking or whatnot, get your club manager come out, help you guys out, and get it out of there. You still hadn't touched it yet, which is amazing <clears throat> to me. But, you know, hey, you know, everybody teach their own. So now you get the second hog down and you drag it out. You help him load it up as well?
2: I did help, but he always says, okay, before we even get the loading, he says, which end do you want? And I say, I'll
1: take the back because I don't want
2: it staring at me. Okay. I always take the rear end and he gets the head, and I go, okay, on three. Because, Lordy, that is a workout in itself.
1: Well, usually, and um, I could be wrong, but in my experience, once you get the head, everything else kind of follows because the head is usually the heaviest part. And if you can get the head in, then the rest of the body will kind of just flop its way on in. So it's kind of, I guess, it's very strategic uh, on your part of going (laughs) to the, uh, to the back. So I'll I'll, I'll give you that one. So now when y'all get to the processor, Last time you got, you know, you had the uh, blood water, as you say, in your mouth. Did Were you able to avoid? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it together here because I'm really enjoying this. I, I, I'm enjoying the process because my daughter is is the complete opposite. Now she won't have anything to do with it. She won't go hunting. She she will fish and to her credit she will bait her own hooks with live bait when we're catfishing. She'll, you know, use the uh livers and stuff and get her hand all in the bloody livers and bait her hook, worms, you know, night uh crawlers, whatever the whole deal. But when it comes to hunting, she wants no part of it. So it it's funny to me, just how you know, like you're out there, and like you say, you got your outfit, which is so cute to me. <laughs> and and you, you know, you're out there, you're spending quality time with your dad, but you also there's very you know girly girly part about you. It's like okay, baby steps, baby steps. So <laughs> I, that that's why I'm laughing. Like I, I'm really enjoying this. So you avoided the blood water this time
2: absolutely. You were saying your daughter, she likes to go fishing. See, when I first started fishing, when I tell you I am absolutely terrified of bugs, and with fishing, we have to use a worm.
1: Worms, crickets, and, yep. <laughs>
2: yeah, when we would first go, i said, say, Dad, you know, the fish ate my worm. I need you to put another one on there. And he, after a while, he said, you know what? If you want to come out here and fish, you're gonna do it yourself. So that first time, you know, I was like, okay, well, fine. I guess I'm just gonna have to sit here. <laughs> and then I got Kind of boring, and I said, well, I guess it's time to give it a shot. So I'm be like, Bleh. 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 trying to put the worm on the hook. Now, hunting to me is a breeze. You can keep the bugs
1: and the flies and everything. That's so funny, because I, I, I don't know. I guess, like, when, you know, you go on a successful hunt, you know, you can... I don't know. That's an interesting perspective. That's the, I have to think about that. One. that that's an <laughs> interesting perspective because to me it seems like, you know, like you say with the blood and getting it out and the tracking and stuff. Fish, you know, you once you get the fish, you know, you get the bait on, you get it in the water, and then if you hook them, you get the net, take them off the hook, throw them in the bucket, and all's right with the world. So, I don't know. That's a, that's that's an interesting perspective. So. But back to okay so let's get back to this hog the second hog here. So y'all get to the processor. What's the what what's the the uh outcome this time? Like are you a little bit more hands-on, you know, getting it unloaded and all that stuff or are you still kind of like in the corner smiling and taking pictures <laughs> and sending selfies and Snapchat? <laughs>
2: At this point, I wanted to say I'm a little more hands on. I did help get it, you know, get on the back of the truck. And not the process we just gonna drag it off the back of the truck and drag it on inside and, you know, let it be. Right. But there was no, there was no blood in the mouth this time. It was a nice, smooth drop off. <laughs> Got our, um, put our, what we mom tags and we were able to go on home in peace.
1: <laughs> go home in peace. Nice. Nice. Now, before we get to the big boy, the, you know, the the reason why some of us, you know, hunt and get out in the field, because you, I've seen the pictures of this book, um, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely awesome, um, but before we get into that, what is your, like, at school and stuff, do you have a lot of other friends that hunt, like a lot of, you know, other homegirls or whatever that hunt, or, you know, people that you talk to about it, or is this... Something that most people would be, you know, very surprised to know about you.
2: So, you know, I go to USC again, and personally, I feel like it's a predominantly white school. So I remember, and I, was, I had one class, and my teacher, he hunted. So he was talking about hunting, and I went into class to and went to his office to talk about a paper, and I said, you know, I hunt, and he said, you do what? I said, I hunt. So we start talking about that, and I feel like you know me saying that I hunt. I was able to get me a nice A in that class because was like, okay, this is this is pretty cool. <laughs> and then um, also, I was lucky to go to a school where they have kitchens in the dorm, so I don't have to. I didn't get stuck with the nasty dorm food. So I'll go home, get me some hog, and get to the dorm and fry it up or bake it or whatever I have to do to get me a nice meal.
1: Nice nice uh, how how does like do you have a roommate or are you in your own uh your own dorm room
2: so it was like sweet sweet styles where it has two rooms and two people in each room my roommate she'll be like you eat hog and i'm like yank <laughs> they're gonna try some too
1: <laughs> It's like you know how you get like bacon from like the store. Well, this bacon didn't come from the store. Like you, just, that's how you should have presented it to it. Cause it is always funny to me. People will be like, "Oh, you eat that?" You have like you know you eat that too, right? Except I, I know where mine came from. When you know yours is still kind of questionable, but that's the same thing again. Back to my daughter. Won't have anything to do with the process. Won't go hunting, anything like that. But has yet to turn down her plate when <laughs> stuff is done, whether it's, you know, sausage, uh, stuffed shells, you know, burgers, whatever cases, whatever I end up making. Her plate seems to find a way over to it. And, oh, this is good. This is good. It's like, hmm yep, uh-huh, I know. So... <laughs> All right, well, that's good. That's good. Because I, I always kind of wonder, you know, with you being in a college atmosphere and then being, um, like you said, going to USC Aiken, I'm familiar with, you know, what it's like down there in Aiken and stuff. But I was just kind of curious, you know, like if your friends, you know, they're talking about, you know, whatever Beyonce and Jay Z or, you know, the baby or whatever the hell they're, you know, <laughs> they're talking about. And you're like, yeah, I'm sitting in the stand and, I just killed the biggest buck of my life so far. <laughs> so it's like the, that conversation, as y'all like to say, the conversation hits different. with uh,
2: my friends who like who are black females, you know, I say, oh yeah, they're like, oh my god, you really hunt, and I'm like,
1: yeah,
2: and they're like, can y'all take me? Can y'all take me, please? And I'm like, okay, you know, now I'm like, now you can't be out there being a girly girl. Now you got to, you got Ooh. to get in
1: there. <laughs> So you are out there living that hypocrite life? Yeah. You
0: got
1: to get in there. <laughs> You got to get the blood water in your <laughs> mouth, girl. Like I, <laughs> that is funny because I I get that too. I was telling somebody the other day, it was like I almost like get to the point where I don't want to post like stuff that I kill, because it, it it comes back to two things. One, it's either like, oh, can you bring me some meat? Can you bring me some meat? <laughs> or it's like, well, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, which is fine. I don't discourage people, you know, from wanting to get in this thing and, you know, learn more about it and all this stuff. But, man, people don't understand there is a lot of work that goes into this. And a lot of people just want to show up on the back end with a plate or they just wanna be like, Well, I wanna go, I wanna go, but they don't know the work that goes into it on the summer in the summertime and the heat when you scouting and filling feeders and planting plots and like all this other stuff. All y'all see is just like the good stuff on the back end. I'm start posting pictures on hunts where I don't see nothing. Just me <laughs> and the squirrels. Or you know, you don't have you know, anything that happened and stuff. So but I don't know. It, it, it's one of those things that's always. It's another one of those things that I just find interesting because people either they're just like, "Oh my God, I can't believe you do that," and then you turn into like Rambo. Anytime <laughs> they talk about you, it's like, "Oh, he's he's a certified killer. She's a certified killer." Da 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 It's just like, you no, know, just out enjoying you know the woods, enjoying nature, being out there. So it, it people's perspectives of how they look at us. is Like I said, it's just one of those things that's just kind of amazing to me.
2: And I wish I could be the person where I just come in on the back end and just go for the hunt. But, you know, Mr. Antonio Marsh is not having that. I was it's about like,
1: to say, I, I know who your daddy is. Daddy ain't gonna... <laughs> that ain't going to That is like, not going like, to happen.
2: <laughs> gotta go fill, fill the feeder. And I'm like, I'm
1: going to pick up that bag
2: of corn. And wow. Gotta... So you that bag of corn, is to me, is heavy. And then I got to get it almost over my head just to pour it into the feeder.
1: How tall are you? About 5'8",
2: five 5'8". Eight, five eight oh, half.
1: man, you make it sound like you little itty-bitty, 5'2", or whatever. Five, that's plenty of height to just hoist that little old 30-pound bag, 35-pound mm-hmm. bag of corn into the feeder. That's nothing. Come on.
2: Then we have to lug it from the truck of the feeder. Then once we get to the feeder, we got to figure out how to get the bag open. Because to me, getting those corn bags open is hard. I'm like, I'm tearing this little red strip and it's not opening.
1: You, I think your dad might be playing a joke on you because the only thing you got to do is just take a knife and slit the bag.
2: But see, sometimes, you know, I think he want me to get, you know, the heart of hunting to put in a little extra work. And I'm like, come on, Dad. I think you got to
1: do is take a friggin' pocket knife and slide it, slit the back open and pour it. I'm going to talk to him about that because I think he, he kind of tried to make it a little bit harder than it need to be. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing he needs is a pocket knife, slit it and pour it in there. But and uh, And I will say, though, I think you're embellishing a little bit about the 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 distance from the truck to the feeder. I, I've been to y'all's hunting areas and that, that is not what I would call distance at all. Just so just so you know. I I, I got your back on most things, you know. <laughs> Like they they leaving you out there to open to tear the bag open with your bare hands and not giving you a knife and all that stuff. I'm, I got your back on a lot of things, but the distance, mm, <laughs> no, nah, the distance ain't it, it ain't that far. So, but it's all good. I, like I said, you you out there, you are getting it done, and I I know I am very very happy for you. So, now the big boy tell me how this went down because this is correct me if I'm wrong but this is one that where everything that your dad had been preaching and teaching to you and talking to you about this was kind of where all you put all those things together and the results was your first book and a very nice one at that am I right or wrong
2: you are correct it was I can't put a specific word on it, but it was uh, an amazing experience to have. I know I hadn't, I probably hadn't hunted in, I'll say, a year, maybe a year and a half. It had been a while. So in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to go back through everything that I have done, recently learned. And I'm like, okay, so. And then my dad will tell you, sometimes when I know I'm about to hunt, I'll have dreams about hunting. So in my dreams, I'll be going through the steps, you know, i wake up like, Dad, I got a, I got a nice buck in my sleep last night, so this must be a sign.
1: <laughs>
2: nice. So we got up that morning, you know, I'm putting on my pink camo, getting my outfit together. I'm like, okay, you know, when you look good, you feel good. So, you know, I got my camo on, got my dash of pink on there, and we get in the stand. And I know this time we were walking in, it's dark, it's cold. We usually use the um, the white light. Yep. And I, I saw my dad, he switched his light to red. So I'm like, okay, well, let me switch mine, too. So <laughs> we're walking in, and I'm like, oh, this is way better than the white light. I said, I can actually see now.
1: So let me, real quick uh, before you continue. I was the one that had to put your dad onto the red light because he was talking about the white light, and I was just like, <laughs> "Get, get the red. I said, get the red light. And they won't. I said, you'll be able to see better, and they won't. You'll have less chance of spooking the deer. So just, I just wanted to throw that in there. He might tell you different, but that's the truth. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm
2: looking.
1: At <laughs> like, Yeah, all right. <laughs> so y'all got the red lights. Y'all getting in, getting settled. Oh,
2: so. we're walking in and, you know, my dad has that camera where it'll send notification to your phone. Yep. So we're walking in. He's like, said, you know, I'm sorry, but it's a buck in there now. So we just got to, you know, take it extra slow So walking in. In my head, I'm like, Lord, please don't let this buck run out on us now because I don't know what I'm going to do. So we're walking in and finally, you know, it clears out where I can get into the stand. So I get in the stand. And another thing, I'm glad it's cold because that means there's no bugs.
1: <laughs>
2: <in the stand. laughs> you so are dedicated
1: the- to this girly, girly life. I, I give yeah. you an A for effort.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I get into the stand, I get situated, and then, you know, he walks off. So, you know, I'm used to the sitting there by myself in the dark night. So I'm just chilling and I hear a bunch of noise. I'm like, I never hear this much rustling in the leaves. When I'm in here, so I'm like, Oh my god, the beer gonna come out while well, I'm sitting here in the dark and I can't see it. So I'm sitting there and finally that crack of light where I see the birds chirping, I'm like, Yes, I made it. And then the feeder goes off and every time the feeder goes off, it gets me. So I'm in there jumping, I'm like, Dad, it got me again <laughs> so-
1: <laughs> The timer the timer and the and the clink when it goes off and it, yeah. i Ever been a couple of times in broad daylight, like 3 o'clock in the afternoon, that thing go off, and I'm just like, Whoa, what's that? And, yeah, so <laughs> I'm with you on that one.
2: And he'll say, Sid, the theater goes off at 6, be ready. And 6 o'clock comes every time. And I'm like, he just told me it's to going."
1: <laughs>
2: so I'm sitting there, and finally, you know, light cracks. The birds are flying around. I'm like, okay, all right, it's looking good. And I keep hearing this rustling to my left, and I'm like, okay, if you're gonna come, please just come on and come up now, so we can go ahead and get this thing over with. So finally, I'm sitting there, my head's on swivel, I'm looking like, okay, you know, make sure I'm watching. And I finally just relax. I'm like, okay, whatever, it's just not gonna come. So I'm sitting there, and I see the deer try to cross the road. I said, I freeze, I'm like, okay, don't breathe, don't move, <laughs> just, just sit here. So it it walked across the road, and it stopped, and I tell you, this deer turned and looked me dead in the eye. I said, oh, great. Perfect. I said, it's about to run off, and I'm not going to get to shoot it. So it's looking at me. I'm looking at it. And finally, he turned his head back around and kept going across the road into the grass. So I get the, um, the rifle set up. I'm like, okay, so it's time to start putting this thing in motion. So finally, the deer is walking, it put its head down to eat, and I'm like, okay, be patient. I'm shaking. My hands are shaking. I feel like I'm breathing like a 500-pound person. The deer is eating, and finally it put its head down. I said, okay, either you're going to shoot it now or you're going to miss it. So in my opinion, I felt like the deer was turned too far away from me like that. I I feel like I didn't have a good shot. Mm -hmm. So finally, it kind of turned its front part to the left a little bit, kind of at a diagonal, and it continued to eat. So I said, all right, Sid, now or never. So I I pulled the trigger, and he dropped. I said, oh, my God, I said, you did it. Mm. So it dropped, and its front leg kept, like, going up and down. I said, Lord, please don't let this dude get up. Just let me have it. Just let me have this one. So finally, he just laid there, and I said, Dad, I dropped him. And he said, like, it's down? Like, you can see it? I said, yeah, I'm looking right at it. He's like, I'm on the way. And I'm like, all right, shit, you did. this. That's good. You did it, girl. <laughs> so then um, I'm see when after I shoot it and I know it's down, I'm like, okay, clean up. So then he texts me and goes, uh put the scope back on it so that if it gets up, you can shoot it again. So I'm like, oh Lord, gotta put the magazine back in here, chamber another round. And so finally he's walking up on it and I see him he walked up on it, and he was like, you good. So I'm like, yes, I got it. <laughs> so I'm, like, throwing the stuff down to him, like, here, hurry so I can get out of here. And then I finally walk up on it, and I said, that's a good shot. That um, buck had a hole in the side of it. I said, okay, Sid, now you, you're you a real hunter now.
1: <laughs> Where was he at? Cause you, so you were basically in the blind by yourself?
2: I was in the... Um, if you say you've been out there, it was the primary one skin, so yep. deer skin on um, the plot, and he was that primary two of my mom because she was bow hunting.
1: Okay. Okay.
2: And we okay. probably have been out there maybe an hour. Oh, wow. Since we had, I got in the stand and got situated, and so we walked up on it, and I'm you know I'm skipping, dancing, smiling. <laughs> I'm like, I'll drag this one out by myself.
1: So did were you able to drag it out by yourself? Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Cause I, 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 I see, I seen the pictures of it, and that, and that was a, a a damn fine book. So if, I would have been very impressed if you would have got that one out by yourself. Yeah, no,
2: that wasn't happening.
1: So I'm, I'm like, Dad, he still got corn cool in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So now that you got. Two hogs and a buck on your resume. You know what's the next thing, right?
2: Bow
1: hunting. Yep. Have have y'all had conversations about that yet?
2: We, um, so my bow, of course, is pink camo. Of course, it
1: is. Why would what other color would it be? (laughs)
2: That's that's the way I feel about it. It's not pink, it's not real hunting
1: equipment. (laughs) Okay.
2: So my dad takes me to the range and everything, and I like bow hunting because, like, to me personally, it does take skill yep. to bow hunt. But I just have to—I feel like I don't practice enough, so my strength with it, to me, is not where it needs to be.
1: Right, right. And it—and at the end of the day, that's what you want. You want to be comfortable, like you know, I wouldn't be comfortable rifle hunting because I don't shoot rifles. On, you know, really experience I have with shooting guns is a shotgun. You know, I would not shoot my shotgun, you know, when I go duck hunting or goose hunting or whatever, but, you know, deer, hogs, um, some turkey. Sometimes I take my shotgun turkey hunting, but for the most part, deer, hog, turkeys are with a bow. Um, so I wouldn't feel really comfortable, you know, shooting deer or shooting a hog with a rifle. Um, and then at the end of the day, it's all about comfortability. You want to be... You want to have the weapon that you're most comfortable with. So when that time comes and the moment comes, you can, you know, make a clean, effective kill. So again, I totally get where you're coming from.
2: And then I know my mom, she was hunting too. So I'm like, dang, she's bow hunting. I'm rifle hunting. I just shot this deer. So now I know all the deer are gone because they done heard this shot. So I'm like, just hope, you know, cross your fingers that Maybe another deer will just come over there to her. And now we be lugging two bucks. To the processor and the processor part that's my favorite part of hunting, I will say.
1: Is to get getting into the process and putting the tag on and everything.
2: Yes, because when we pulled up this last time, usually it's people there, but it's never this many people at the process. So I'm like, okay, got my first book. You know, I'm 23, young African American female. You know, let me go in here and you know, strut my stuff a little bit, right? So my dad backs the truck in and then. Um, another truck pulled in beside us, and so he we took off the tarp from my from my book, and the guy goes, you know, uh, I don't even want to show y'all mine. So I'm like, all right, Sid, you did a good job. So finally, you know, we're getting it off the truck and dragging it into the um into the processor, and all these older guys are like, uh, that's yours, man, and he's like, no, that's my daughter's book, and they're like, you, and I'm like, yeah, me, I did that. <laughs>
1: Great, great uh sense of pride when you were able to stick your chest out and be like, yep, I'm the one that got that though.
2: And I'm like, Yeah, this is my first one too and then another truck pulled up. It was this young little white kid and he's like, That's your first book and I was like, Yeah, my time to get blooded up I said, No it's not <laughs> About why? I said, because that's nasty. And then there's blood oh, on, my, on my outfit. I said, I need a napkin. He's talking about
1: just wipe me on some grass. I said, on the grass? <laughs> that is nasty. <laughs> Did you really say, I don't want to get blood on my outfit? <laughs> that's <it>. Oh. <sighs> yeah. Well, I will tell you this. What... I like and what I appreciate about you is you are authentic and I really <laughs> I I enjoy that and if you were I would say my unsolicited advice like you know advice that you really ain't asking me for um continue <laughs> to just be yourself and have fun and enjoy You know, these hunts, especially with your dad, or as you get older, maybe you'll go, you know, more by yourself or whatever. Just continue to enjoy. You see so much BS these days, even on social media and out of social media. You know, everybody always wants to like slam social media or whatever, but you know, you just see so much crap about, well, if you don't do it this way, then you're not a real hunter, or if you don't. You know, hunt public land or you don't do it yourself or if you use a a guide or if you wear cam or you wear pink camo or you don't wear, you know, this brand of camo or this brand is junk and all this stuff. It's just so much freaking noise and just straight up bullshit that is uh, around and out. It is really refreshing to see someone who is just like, this is me. I enjoy hunting. This is the way I prefer to hunt. This is how I do it. And I don't really care what anybody else thinks about it. It's really refreshing. So I, my hat's off to you, ma'am. Continue to, to do it the way that you're doing it. And much success to you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. And I know um, I actually follow a page on Facebook. It's called South Carolina Deer Hunters. And so I got my first book and I was kind of hesitant. I was like, OK, you know, I don't really want to put it in there because I don't know what people are going to say. And I said, just do it, it. So I did it. And I actually got a lot, a whole lot of just positive encouragement. I probably got like 3000 likes on that picture and probably 400 comments. And it was from older people. It was a lot of older white males and just older white like, women, you know, saying congratulations, you know. We like to see the young kids out here doing it, you know, keep going. Don't let anybody tell you, you know, you're not doing it right. And I was really surprised, so I said, okay, this is this is what hunting is like, you know. I like to keep doing
1: it. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. You you deserve all the accolades and congratulations because you, you've put in the work. Like I said, I, I know how your dad is about doing stuff, and he is definitely, you know, passing that on down to you. Now, some of the, you know stuff. We're gonna get you out there dragging, you know, some hogs and some deer out by yourself, and
0: you know, maybe,
1: uh, maybe what's um, I get stuff together down at my place i'll have all y'all down and then we can pluck some birds and stuff together and then that's that's when you're really fun like yesterday i was kill, i was uh cleaning the birds and stuff and I, I i plucked them and then i decided to try to do them whole because usually i just like pluck them and then breast them out like cut the breast out and stuff and just do it like that but i got uh whole ducks so i had to chop the head off pluck them clip the wings clip the feet cut an incision in them stick my hand all the way in there pull out all the uh all the guts and stuff so we'll get you down uh get yeah. your get all y'all down to Georgia and then we'll just set up a nice plucking table and we'll go to work we'll get you <laughs> we'll get it we'll get you get a little blood on your outfit
2: <laughs> yeah I might have to as long as we got some gloves
1: I, can't, I I can okay i can i can supply you with gloves that that is not a problem because full disclosure when it can i I did everything barehanded except for the uh snatching out the guts and everything i did have on some uh surgical gloves for that because yeah i'm with you on that one so yeah we'll do that we'll book it we'll right uh, we'll i will next time i go and i get a whole bunch of birds like i said once i get everything situated down in georgia We'll get y'all and we'll bring the whole family down and we'll just have a nice old uh, plucking and have a big old wildlife cookout, wild game cookout. How about that? Yeah, just
2: remember, just don't
1: forget the gloves. I got you. Well, we're going to get blood okay. on your outfit. As
2: long as it's that camo and not my good
1: clothes. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> so are you going to get a chance to go before you go back to school?
2: Uh, no, I don't think I'm gonna go before I go back to school now because the season's coming around to an end, but that deer, I will say made up for my hog disappointment last Thanksgiving because we were um my dad took my grandpa my grandfather was here, and my dad took me and my grandfather hunting mm-hmm. and again they were over and my dad was in the blind. my grandfather was in another stand, and I was in the primary one stand and honestly, I think I just got really riled up and just not thinking, and I went to shoot a hog and never found it. Oh. So when the next hog season comes around and there's a hog out there limping, I'm going to say, that's my hog, and I'm going to have to come back for my redemption,
1: well, and I'm going
2: to have to take him out.
1: The good thing about hogs, and this is why I like hog hunting, too, is because they're considered a nuisance. You know, you can hunt hogs year-round. So mm-hmm. when whenever you... You know, you get ready. You just, you know, you, you tell dad, like, look, 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 it's time for my redemption. Let's go get him.
2: That's
1: my honk, and I will get it. Oof. All right. Strong, <laughs> strong words. Well, before I get you out of here, uh, do you have, like, your own Instagram uh, and social media pages? Can people follow you, or, or does dad still kind of control that for you?
2: No, so I have my I do have my own Instagram, but you know, I like to keep it with the hunting with the marshes. Okay. On Instagram so we can all, you know, get our family thing going on.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Sydney, thank you for taking the time. I've enjoyed sitting here chatting with you. I've got a lot of good takeaways from this. I will not be referring to my hunting clothes as my outfit, but I will <laughs> let you continue to carry that on for the rest of us. Like I said, great job and much success to you. And just keep being who you are. It's awesome. I'm enjoying it. Thank you. And
2: thank you for having me.
1: No problem. We'll do it again soon.
2: All right. Thank nope.
1: you. All right. Brightland. All right. Winding this thing down. 2019, last podcast of the year. I want to thank Sydney Marsh for being my guest this week. I also want to thank everyone who came through, who got interviewed, who allowed me to talk to them, who came on, shared their stories, shared their knowledge. Thank you all for making 2019 an awesome year for the Bryant Land Country Podcast. Thank you for taking your time to talk to me. I really appreciated you guys, the guests make the podcast. Also want to thank the people, everybody that took the time to download, share the podcast. Uh, send messages, DMs, emails Give us those ratings Matching that five star button Telling five people to tell five more people All of that Just a great big thank you To all of y'all I hope you enjoy your New Year's Eve By the time you're listening to this New Year's Eve uh, will be tomorrow uh, By the time this drops So hope you guys are enjoy Have a safe New Year's Eve Be safe out there enjoy yourselves that's you know that's what i really can tell you hopefully there you'll you'll mix in a hunt for those who have deer season still open uh maybe you can get the first hunt in on new year's on january 1 but anyway thank you thank you thank you i can't say thank you enough i'm gonna get ready to get on out of here you guys have a safe and prosperous new year coming up in 2020 have a safe holiday new year's eve and i'll catch you guys back here next week for another episode of the bryantland country podcast
0: thanks for listening to the Bryant Land country podcast hosted by ab3 please leave us a positive review and five star rating on itunes be sure to check out our podcast section on our website bryantlandcountry.com for previous podcasts check us out on instagram at official bryantland and twitter at three bryantland this has been an AB3 Media Production. Join us next time for another edition of the Bryant Land Country Podcast.